Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey gals, so today Sherry Rigby joins me to discuss finding God's plan in and for our lives. And throughout the podcast and in her new book called Consider the Lilies, Sherry encourages 20-somethings to seek the Lord's purpose and obedience above all things. And I just pray that our conversation encourages you and leaves you motivated to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and strength. Also, side note, I was totally fangirling a little bit here with Sherry because I love the movie October Baby. Don't know if you've ever seen it. It's such a good one that you should go see, and Sherry was in that movie. So, not only was I fangirling, but we had an amazing conversation, and I am just so excited to share it with you. So, hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is fantastic. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you, what's going on with your life right now. Oh, gosh. I think what I've rediscovered about myself is that I really do love baking all the traditional things that my grandma and my mom had put in place. And at the same time, I really love eating them. <laughs> so it's been- <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's, been a natural, it's been quite a joy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just really, you know, it's been, it's been a, an interesting time, but good. And I'm also, you know, I've got my youngest son home right now and mm-hmm. it's been really fun to pull out old recipes that my, my great grandma, my grandma, you know, gave to me, we cherished and teach him as a young man, how to, to make things. Yeah. How to bake. So Mother's Day lollies and doing some really cool things. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that part of this time. Yes. I've heard that a lot too. It's just, everybody's really been loving being able to like make things that they have, you know, have been wanting to, or, you know, just get back to baking. But then again, the effects of that are, you know, I'm wearing sweatpants and making all these new things. <laughs> I'm like, yesterday I tried on my jeans for the first time in a while and I was like, oh no, oh no, this is really hard to get these on. Uh, so it's like, okay, maybe I'll cut back the baking and just try more of those healthy cooking recipes that I've been wanting to do. <laughs> right, right. I hear you. It is definitely a challenge. I will say, you know, putting, doing my hair, putting on some makeup and, uh, you know, things like that. It, it's, it's, it's funny because you don't think about how often you're doing all of that. And all of a sudden then you come to it and you're like, Oh my gosh, I actually have to put myself together. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's happened very few times in these past few months. Like I got ready on Easter. Cause I thought, why not put on dress, put on makeup, even though I'm going to my living room for church, but whatever, you know? And so, but I've heard of people who are like, no, I'm still going to put on makeup and do this every day because (laughs) it just makes me feel good. So I, I respect that. I like it too. Me too. I'm with you. 
<laughs> yes, I love it. Well, yeah. I want to hear a little yeah. bit more of your background, Sherry, and just kind of um, kind of what God has brought you through. And so, you know, most of my listeners uh, of the podcast and why I kind of started it was for ladies in their 20s and just kind of that generation. Um, and so would you mind just telling us a little bit more about you and maybe specifically about your 20s and kind of what was good and what was hard? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's such a fantastic age. I mean, 20 to 30s for me was really, um, gosh, there was so many things I went through, everything from early 20s to mid 20s to late 20s, the shift in that age um, and what you're going through, uh, especially I think even as women, just is it's such a different, it's so different, right? Mm-hmm. Each year we go into it something different. So for me specifically, uh, in my early 20s, I had just gone back to college. I was a single mom. I had my first child when I was, gosh, I was almost 17 years old. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I had graduated from high school. And from that point on, I was at home raising this, you know, beautiful little boy and really trying to figure out what life looked like because that wasn't part of my plan. You know, that's not what I was looking at. Yeah. So, um, my early twenties was really hard. I went back to school. Uh, I need, I needed to get my education. You know, I needed to make sure that I had some college under my belt. I needed to find a really good job that, um, could pay to support my, you know, uh, my son and myself. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of, uh, you know, feeling unworthy, feeling a lot of shame, feeling, you know, a lot of different things that uh, were were very difficult for me in my early 20s. And then as I went into my mid-20s, I ended up really taking a look at who I was as an individual. Mm. Um, just really trying to understand what was the value that I was actually putting on my own life when it came to men and came to relationships and where I was at. And so, um, you know, I, I actually had decided not to date anymore. I was going to focus on, um, you know, providing for my son. And the next thing I know, you know, (laughs) as I, (laughs) three weeks later, I end up reconnecting with my husband that I'm married to now for 23 years. And, um, (laughs) started this incredible relationship and he actually was really the first man that taught me what it felt like to, to really be worthy of a, a love. And, and then re- I rededicated my life to Christ. And then as I went into my late twenties, I was really starting to understand more of the value of who I was and, and as a parent, as a wife, um, you know, really starting to identify what an ultimate romance with Christ looked like, and then really what it looked like to be um, in this incredible relationship, learning how to really love um, another human being the way that God intended for me to do that. And so, you know, my 20s were just really a mix of a lot of different things, good and bad, but really, I think so much of a foundation of what has propelled me now into um, my life now in my early 30s and why, for me, my purpose and where I'm at in my life is so dedicated towards uh, younger women and sharing my um, experiences with them so that I can help to inform them and encourage them in their walk and their journey, uh, and their lifetime. Hmm. That is so awesome. I, you know, love hearing about people's stories and just how God has brought them and how pivotal it seems like 
that time in your twenties is and how much life change there is. And so it sounds like that definitely applies to you, just how transitional it is. And so, you know, now you've, um, you know, in your career, you've been able to be in the film industry a little bit and, uh, and now you have written a book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, well, this is my second book. And, you know, it's really interesting because when I, if I do look back to my 20s, you know, even the way that I felt, the things that I thought life was going to look like, I would have never imagined that here Mm. I would be now in this last decade of my life working in, you know, the film industry, everything from being in front of the camera to behind the camera, um, and now developing content and really focusing on female driven stories. And Mm so, but when I came to Hollywood, the the greatest thing was, is I came here thinking that God had brought me to Hollywood to be a big movie star. You know, that was his plan, right? He wanted me to come here and, and be a movie star. And really quickly, he pressed upon my heart that I was here for his women. And so um, as I sat in this acting class with a lot of women and men, um, but women that were non-believers and some believers, they came to Hollywood and they got lost really fast, their mm-hmm. identity. And, you know, was just gone very quickly because you're constantly hearing you're just not enough. I mean, you're either too tall, too short, you know, too blonde, too brunette, whatever it might look like. And so, you know, um, I really quickly as the Lord started to impress upon my heart that women, I was here for his women. Um, he just called me to start a women's group in my home. And so I started a women's group called the women of my world. And I started inviting women into my home and it went from two women to 20 women. And now I mentor and I walk alongside of women, um, all over the U S and worldwide. It's still, um, something that's very intimate. I work with a lot of women in the industry and then a lot of women that are very creative, that are bosses that are going through seasonal things in their life. Women from 18 years old to 60 years old, Mm. you know, and, And what I love is that when I was doing this and bringing women into my home, God wasn't just doing something where I was doing something or inspiring them, but they were also doing that for me as well. You know, iron sharpens iron, iron, right? Totally to dig in and we started to study, you know, who are we? Who is God? What is his promises? What do we get to lean on? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we call out to the Lord? Um, what is our passion? What is our purpose? Because the narrative in our lifetime, in my lifetime, I think specifically 25, 30 years has been, you know, calling and purpose and talents and giftings. And all of a sudden you're going, I don't how did all these things work together? And then, you know, I would get women that would be standing at my door or calling me going, you know, I didn't get this job. I think my purpose has changed or Mm. I've lost my purpose. And so what we did is we really started to dive into this and went, you know, what God taught me in this entire time and what consider the lilies has come from is that we have to get the narrative right Mm. to Form us in our freedom so that we can actually walk in the plan that God has intended for our lives. Mm. And so how do we do that? And so this book came to life through the last 10 years, 11 years of cultivating these relationships and, and, and identifying who we are and whose we are in the gospel. And that 
has now come into this book. And so what I do is I really try to focus the reader back to the word of God, getting into your Bible, pressing into him, you know, stop looking to the world for all of these um, false narratives that have been put out there. Stop thinking that you've got to be so passionate and so, you know, all the desires and passions. Right. Got to get right first who the passion is and who the purpose is. And then from that point on, as we go into it, he can then put us into a place to use us. Mm. And then I put into this book, getting you back in the words, scripture, practical tools, influence of women, um, and then really putting practical tools and the principles that you have to ask yourself through working through seasonal things in your life, you know, that a lot of us just don't do until it's too late. So um, that's what Consider the Lilies is about. And I, I think women and, and, you know, women right now that are reading this book are really starting to see the influence and how it can impact them daily. Mm, I love that. And I think that's something that we can a lot of times struggle with, especially just kind of in our 20s in this season of life and trying to figure out like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, and looking for that maybe in wrong places or, uh, trying so hard to fulfill whatever that purpose is for us that we really lose sight of, uh, of it all because we're trying so hard or trying to busy ourselves enough or trying to, uh, have more than one thing that we're involved in or, um, or doing so that maybe that will, you know, give us some purpose. So what would you kind of say to, uh, us in that, or is there like certain seasons that you've been through, you know, maybe in film or different things where you had to kind of come back to your identity and, and purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think what happens so often, especially the culture we live in today, it's social media world. It's mm-hmm. this perfect filtered life, you know, that we see day in and day out, everything yeah. we see. Um, and so all of a sudden, we may be very grounded in where we're at. And all of a sudden we seem to find ourselves confused and God is not a God of confusion. He's actually a God of clarity and mm-hmm. he always had a beginning and we have to go back to that beginning and we have to get situated. And what we really need to do is go back to find ourselves looking to him and keeping our eyes on him, believing he has a plan for our life. Hmm. And being reminded he is our purpose. He is our passion. And when we really focus on those things and getting right with that first and stop looking at to the world for purpose, stop looking to the world to give us our um, worth and we can Hmm. start looking back to him, the doors that he opens is unbelievable. You know, when I actually was able to really understand years ago that he was my purpose first and foremost and my passion. It wasn't acting. It wasn't directing or creating television shows or ministry or anything like that. He was my purpose. Throughout scripture, it talks about we are his disciples. We're to go out and minister to the sheep, you know? So he didn't tell us to go put all these titles behind our names. So I think what I would say is that the moment you start believing that you've got to have all these titles in this picture perfect life, you need to go back to what the reality check is so that you can find joy in the place where God's planted you so that therefore you can go from that place into a place of freedom so that he can actually expand where he's going to put you. Mm. And I think because that was something I was able to do with the Lord when I just said, yes, use me. Mm -hmm. 
he all of a sudden was able to say, I'm going to give you film. I'm going to give you books to write. I'm going to give you ministry. I'm going to give you, but your first priority is me. Your second priority is women. Mm -hmm. And then everything from that stems from there. And if you look at my life, everything I've done actually revolves around Jesus and around women and around cultivating relationships. And then everything from those things have poured forth my careers, my title. And in those things, I find joy. And believe me, there are many a days that I get up and I'm like, God, I'm confused. I don't think you answered this prayer. God, mm-hmm. I've been journaling this for years. I've been praying for this. I have to go back to the beginning and be reminded, no, he's not a God of confusion and his will, according to what my desires look like, they just might be different. So I'm the one that has to step in and remember his faithfulness. I have a choice. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would encourage readers or listeners to do. Um, you have a choice and it's difficult. I get it. I get it. I didn't plan on being a teenage mother. I didn't plan on getting not, not getting jobs or being divorced. But you know what? I can use all of those things to glorify God and to keep going and actually use those things to make me more powerful mm. to do good for the kingdom of God. Mm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. You just got to like get in there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I love it. I love it so much. And that's so encouraging to me. And I know it will be to my listeners as well. And, you know, uh, would you mind sharing maybe a time when it was hard, like when maybe you were tempted to turn another way or something like that and, and how the Lord worked through that? Yeah, absolutely. Often. Often. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking about recently, uh, I, I mentor, I was mentoring a, well, I mentor a young woman, this particular woman, and we were talking a little bit about, um, she's had a vision all of her life about what, um, a certain aspect of her life was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And as it has not turned out to be that, um, she's, she's been very disappointed and, and believing that maybe, that maybe um, God is not going to answer that prayer for her. Um, And so we really have to work through that and, or that it's just going to have to look differently. And so for me, one of the things that was really challenging for me was when I came to Hollywood, I had focused my um, time on learning the craft of acting. I really had to study. I'd never, I didn't grow up in it. I didn't go to college for it. Um, and so when I found myself in this, this acting class, I had to really focus on what I was being taught. And so as I got into the first couple jobs, which was my first film with John Schneider was a movie called not today and Cody Longo, which are, you know, both big stars. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, then my second movie, October baby, where I was starring and, you know, with some incredible people telling these great stories, all of a sudden I thought here, I've come into this place where I'm going to be this leading lady. My career is going to explode. Explode. I'm going to be, you know, asked to do movie after movie. I mean, I'm going to be working all the time, right? I mean, I have come into my own. Well, all of a sudden, God had a different plan. Mm. And he put me in a position where for the next two years, I was going to travel and do nothing else but speak to maternity homes, pregnancy care centers, Mm -hmm. and I was going to write my story. And I will never forget coming to a place where I was sitting on my couch almost two years later, crying out to God going, why did you bring me to this place thinking and giving me these movies and doing what you were going to do to call me into, I have not even gotten another office. 
I have not gotten another job and I'm traveling now. I, I was on a plane every day that I hated to fly. Um, I was going in and, you know, doing all these things. And it was like, why, why have you done this to me? Mm. And I remember calling out to God, just crying and trying to figure out what he had done. And so as I sat back, the thing was, he just reminded me, said, when you say yes to me, you say yes to a much bigger picture than you could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. But it, but it comes at a place where, because when God, when you say yes to him, it's not going to look exactly like what you thought it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. So for two years, he put me in a place. He grew my ministry. He grew, uh, he gave me a book. He allowed me to tell the story. He allowed me to meet people like Billy Graham's, you know, Franklin Graham's, you know, all of these different people I would have never, ever experienced in my lifetime. But the moment I said, God, okay, I get it. I don't know that I have it, but I get it. And I'm here to serve you. And I remember sitting in tears and I've done that so many times. And the moment that I really gave my heart over to him and said, you got it, whatever you need in that moment, I think it was like a week or two later, I got an offer to go do a television Mm. pilot, but that's where it comes. Like we just have to submit to the Lord and go, okay, I don't know what you're doing. And I, you know, already my needs and you know, I'm going to, I'm broken and you know, but we have to have faith in him that he's going to bring us through and give us more than we can have ever imagined. And here I am, I'm making movies. I'm doing way more I could have ever imagined. Now I've written my second book. Who would have ever thought? I don't know. Right. And it, and it took coming to a place, you know, where you did have to say, okay, God, it's whatever you want. Because once we start, you know, kind of getting what we want, we start to think it's been because of us or that we, you know, we're, we're figuring it out. We're doing well. We're, you know, there's some, there's something that we have to be doing, you know, that's getting us these things. And so he loves to kind of knock us on our feet and <laughs> off our feet. And I'm so glad he does mm-hmm. afterwards, not during. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be a tough one. <laughs> afterwards for sure. Um, but to look back and see, Oh, he totally humbled me and, and look how awesome he has been in that. Cause I'm thinking of you and your story of, you know, October baby was probably what gave you, uh, the opportunities to go and travel and, uh, to do that kind of ministry. Yes. And, you know, God's hand was totally in that. Like he yes. gave you the opportunity so that you could go and minister in such like a personal way, which I think is so cool, which I love that film by the way. And, uh, just, I thought it was so impactful. So I'm sure that season afterwards, you know, was amazing to be able to go and minister. But like you said, you were like, but I want to do more films. What's going on here? <laughs> well, that's why, that's why I try to really encourage women, you know, even through the book and stuff is that, you know, when, if I had my purpose completely tied up in being an actress, the devastation in that could have broken me. Mm-hmm. Or I could have, or I could have come to a place where I was confused and spinning again. My purpose isn't where or what it is that God has put me in. My purpose is Him, and that that's what bears fruit, poured forth, and all these things. And you know, the funny thing is, Emma, is that I remember being in my mid twenties 
as after I got married and giving my life to Christ and going, if I could just share my testimony with young women to know that it is tough and it's a struggle and, but you can get through it and you can power through. And if you've had a child or whatever that looks like, like you are worthy, you are, you know, love. And then all of a sudden here it was when I had been praying this forever, then God finally gave me a platform and a way to go out and do this. I was like, what? (laughs) Wait a minute. You wait, what? (laughs) You must've heard me wrong. (laughs) You must've heard me wrong. Like something, I think we, we, we passed that because I went to the acting. (laughs) (laughs) It's not exactly how I wanted you to do it. (laughs) Right. right. I was like, and then he had me talk to post-abortive women and I was like, "Mm, um, you know, is that really, that's not actually what I asked for either, you know, but (laughs) And he was like, "Mm," you know, so you just have to be really open. And, you know, all I can do is just keep telling, you know, everyone and encourage your listeners, you know what, when you have those moments, even if you've got to cry, scream, kick, whatever it is, just know that he loves you and you can Mm -hmm. put it all out there and he will take it, but we got to keep our eyes on him. Absolutely. Cause I mean, he knows our hearts anyways. He knows what we're thinking and feeling. So might as well be honest about it. (laughs) Right. right. It says in scripture and I love this. It hit me recently and I I don't have it in front of me when we're praying and it says he, he already knew your needs Mm. before you asked. So it's not like he knew your prayers or whatever he knew. He knows your needs. And I think that's really significant um, in being reminded that he knows what we need and needing and desiring something are completely two different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think we too often are paying more attention to things that we want rather than need. (laughs) I know I am guilty of that for sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what life is like for you right now. Obviously we're in a very strange time. And so in talking about kind of purpose and being able to find that, um, in the Lord, you know, what encouragement maybe do you have for my listeners and also just kind of what's going on with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, this is a crazy time. It's a, you know, it's a time that, um, it's a season of our life. And I actually really hope that, um, people are getting a chance to kind of come back to some of the things that maybe they had lost track with, you know, when, when this all started, the COVID thing started, I was just coming off of, um, several big speaking events. I was coming home. I've been traveling and God just sat me down. And I think it's really important, um, to get up every morning. And before we get into our phones, before we look at an email or social media or anything that we're doing, that we spend time with the Lord. Mm. And the Lord really spoke to me in that time. And he said, you know, I just really want you to reflect refresh and refocus. Mm. I was like, wow, those are three really big words. And so it was really about sitting down and looking at the plate that was in front of me and how much I had in front of me and to see what I needed to, you know, reflect on and how was I going to refresh? And then what was it going to look like me to refocus my time and not be distracted? Mm. Um, Because we can get really distracted in this time too. I know everybody's kind of like binge watching. And it's like, I can find myself lost in Pinterest or, you know, shopping online or social media readings and, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. And so for me, one thing I've really tried to do is, um, get outside as mm-hmm. much as I can. 
Um, I've really tried to get back to things that I love to do. I'm a boy mom. I'm outside. I like, you know, throwing on my, my clothes and hiking, you know, like long hikes. And, Mm -hmm. um, I like bike riding and we're going mountain bike riding today. Mm -hmm. Um, we've gone out to the beach. We've done a lot of different things like that. Uh, I love, I love, like I said earlier, cooking and doing things that I haven't spent a whole lot of time doing. And, um, just being reminded of some of those very simple gifts in life that my family will remember. And and even people that are alone, you know, my encouragement serve, don't be scared about this. Don't be scared about what's going on. You can get, you can figure out a way to serve others. You know, we've been down at the dream center, Los Angeles dream center, handing out food, trying Mm -hmm. to really be reminded that there are a lot of people out there with a lot less. Um, and I think really for me, I'm right now with the book coming out, it's been definitely an interesting time. Mm. Um, and, and now I'm starting the devotional for it. And at first I was like, I just don't have any brain power. I don't know how to do this in this time. But yet mm. at the same time, God is just really reminding that, that this is probably the best time to figure out how to do a devotional on this book because my time yeah. has devoted to things that you know, maybe I wouldn't devote it to at other times. So hopefully, you know, I can encourage through that. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. It's kind of given all of us a chance to kind of refocus, like you said, uh, and to kind of think about some of the things that are important to us, but also just like, there's no excuse for not spending time with the Lord unless you are choosing that, you know? And so it is really nice to be able to sit to think about the different, you know, maybe distractions or idols that were in place before all of this. So, um, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Believe me, we can get lost very quickly. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Pinterest junkie, you know, and I can, I can spend hours. I can think, ah, oh, I'll be on it for a couple minutes. And the next thing I know, I'm like redesigning my entire house, my closet, <laughs> and, you know, planning my vacation. And it's like, wait a minute. And by the time I'm done, I'm an hour in and I've, I like, I got to figure out how to refocus. And so I'm really trying to take time not to do that. And, um, I hope others are too. So. <laughs> yes, I know I get caught and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been looking, uh, for an Xbox controller on eBay for <laughs> two hours. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. I know it's like, wait a minute. I, it, it's really, really difficult, but, and then, you know, you find yourself reading people's reviews and you know, all this stuff. And so I, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting time mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Making us all self-analyze. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. I'd love to jump uh, into my last three questions. These are questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. And so the first one is, what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20-something? Oh, God. (laughs) I know. I know. This is a hard one. (laughs) It's always a tough one. I think my one thing I I wish I would have known as a 20-year-old was just the worth of who I am. Hmm. I'm, I'm uh, how I've been created, um, as a daughter of the King, a powerful woman, unique, um, but really just knowing that I'm worthy. That that's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just coming back to our identity yep. uh, that we are worthy when the, so many things in the world are trying to tell us we're not. 
Yep, exactly, exactly. So that I think that's probably my number one thing is just knowing. I, I wish I would have had my identity, especially in my early twenties, grounded in Christ, knowing who I was, how He created me, and identifying with Him before the world, and really looking to Him for for the applause. I think, and so often, you know, in the in the well done part of life, versus looking to man. And um, so, yeah, I think that would be it. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, what have you been like reading, listening to, watching these days? Yeah, that's it. That's how it's fun because I'm like, hold out some old books. Um, you know, one thing I'm doing right now is I'm I'm writing a treatment that will be turned into a screenplay for for mm. for a. Uh, uh, an author that we've all loved for probably 20 some years. So I've really gone back into my screenwriting books uh, to learn, to um, refresh uh, Sidfield. Um, these are probably boring books to people. Sidfield, uh, Robert McGee, um, just the craft of writing. I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of podcasts on the entertainment world. Um, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to equipment and um you know camera uh it's always funny that I started in front of the camera because I love being behind the camera Mm. so I'm trying to listen to a lot of uh different podcasts um and also let's see listening I love you know I'm also trying to really go back and um history you know Mm. just being reminded of how the world and how our how the U.S. is set up and you know, just things that I haven't dug into for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last one that you asked watching. me? Watching. Watching. Oh, gosh. Watching. Um, you know, goodness. Watching, I've almost tried to stay away from television, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I turn television on and I'm so, I get so angry and frustrated so quickly yeah. that I off and so many of the shows even that I go back to I've been trying to really watch some like old classics and movies Mm. um things that you know I love the movies from the 80s which Mm. I know is (laughs) my time it's like the 80s (laughs) and so I've really been kind of going back to that classics um yeah I yeah watching television for me right now has just been just kind of a reminder of there's a lot of ugliness in mm-hmm. our world so yeah I kind of stay away I'm trying to fill my mind with other things right now to be yeah. quite yeah and that's great I yeah I appreciate that I you know I'm often in the same boat where I'm just angry that uh at the way it shows have so many of the same kind of elements that I just don't want to see, you know, (laughs) uh, or watching the news is awful, (laughs) you know, so I just don't even turn that on. (laughs) I know, you know, it's true. It's like, and really the television is like crazy television and movies. I mean, you don't, I have a girlfriend that has, you know, I think her oldest child is maybe 13 and she's like, honestly, the majority of stuff that I can't even put on, not even a lot of cartoons because mm-hmm. the influence that they have. And she's, so I think we're all trying to find things that have value to them. Um, good story. Right. So yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Let's make it. Let's make it. We got to make those things. True. That's true. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. 
And then lastly, what's refreshing you these days? That's one of your R's, right? Refresh. So what's refreshing you? Yeah. Refreshing me. Um, really, I think about this, like not wearing any makeup. I really love (laughs) the idea of like scrubbing my face and not wearing any makeup and just being able to live and laugh and find time with my family and joy and just, um, gosh, I refreshing for me getting outside and I'll be really, really honest with you. Um, catching up on my sleep. I travel so much. I've got a suitcase and, uh, I don't have a suitcase sitting in my bedroom, which is such joy and I can take it (laughs) whenever I want to. So hallelujah. Yes. That is so nice to be able to slow down. Yeah. I, I hardly wear any makeup right now. I mean, it is, I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've put it on in the last few months, which is amazing. It's been so awesome. It, it has, it has. I just did an incredible peel and Ooh. I thought, what a better time. Like I can, yeah. peel, you know, and just lose all layers of skin and not feel humiliated or embarrassed. And I can just sit at home and my family may not love it, but Hey, Hey, <laughs> it's good for me. You, they have to love you anyways. So <laughs> right. you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's right. It's good stuff. And that's, it's all good and refreshing. And, and I just, I love having that time, but I don't get enough sleep. And, um, so I, I really have enjoyed some of those. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting when you slow down, you're like, why am I so tired? Well, cause you're catching up on all of that, that you did not get. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, very much so. And I think the last thing I would tell you is just reconnecting with people Mm. um, and hearing their voices. You know, I mean, we've kind of become this culture of text message or, um, you know, DMing somebody or posting or whatever it is. And I'm really trying to evaluate my time to find time to just hear somebody's voice and let them hear mine. Yeah, I totally agree. There's something so... It's just so different when you're talking and thank the Lord for technology these days of being able to do something like this or to FaceTime or whatever it is to see somebody's face and hear their voice. Because I think things would be a lot different right now without that. So at least we have that way to connect. Yeah, thank God. Mm -hmm. For real. For real. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Sherry. It was such a joy to have you. And I'm just really inspired by the ways that you have used um, just the purpose in that God has given you to be able to love women and, and minister to them. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. And I hope that our conversation inspired you to ask the Lord for areas in your life where you may be delaying obedience or possibly disobeying his commands. And this may not be overtly, but maybe just asking God where you might be turning from him. And so I pray that his grace falls upon you while his power inspires you. I'll leave you with two questions to consider. One, are there areas in your life where you find it hard to trust in God's plan and how can you lay them at his feet and move forward in obedience? And then the second one, what steps can you take to reflect, refresh, and refocus this week? I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay fresh, my people.